Hi, I'm John. And I'm Paul. And this is the Minute Podcast. If you give a mouse a cookie, I'm pretty sure he'd write a book. But give us 60 seconds of footage and we'll tell you where to look. With a concept this simplistic, it's hard to say if it'll last. But give us just a minute and we'll give you a podcast. The Minute Podcast. Great. Thanks for joining us for another episode. As you may know by now, the Minute Podcast is a weekly conversation between John and myself where a listener sends us a piece of content. Maybe it's from a movie or a TV show, or I guess this counts as a TV show this week. Um, and we, we talk about it. We try to figure out what's happening, how they got there, and what we think is going to happen next. John, what are we uh, what are we watching this week? So this week we're watching a clip uh, from WrestleMania. Uh, it was not defined which WrestleMania, but specifically something called Shane vs. Vince McMahon WrestleMania. And specifically, we're watching the 17th minute even. Great, and this week uh, we're brought to you by Peripheral Vision, fine makers of what the hell was that since uh, 1904. Visit peripheralvision.com for more information today. I just feel like I end up like chuckling at the end of your little <laughs> the the little ad. I think it takes takes more work than anything else I do for the episode. It's so. it's fantastic. It's my favorite part, frankly. Good. All right. So, uh, gotta pull up the old script here. Okay, so uh, today we're gonna be talking about like WrestleMania and I guess wrestling in general. We've already covered our our. our our personal level of understanding of wrestle uh, wrestling, I feel like we don't necessarily need to go into deep detail. Uh, we both grew up in the '90s. We both seem like we we didn't really have much of a much of an experience with wrestling growing up, right? True. Uh, did you recognize which one of these fellows was Vince McMahon, though? I assume the one with the horrible haircut was a McMahon because I happen to know at least enough that. The McMahon seem to have like Trump haircuts, so right, like right. because they're Trump supporters, so it. Fits. As far as I know, they definitely are. Okay, so it sounds like we both then um, maybe could guess which one was Vince, but that's about the maximum that's level of much, our understanding. That's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. Well, uh, to set the scene a little bit, we open on to what appears to be a fairly jacked middle-aged man uh, in a wrestling ring. Uh, holding a trash can over his head, standing in front of a younger man, which well, we'll, we'll get into later. Um, but, John, <laughs> I, I think for, for this particular episode, it could be really fun if we did a script reading. Okay. For this for this particular episode, yes. Yeah, just, just this time. All right. Uh, so the roles that we'll be playing in, I will be both announcers number one and number two. And And I will be the crowd. Okay, awesome. Let's give it a go. Wait a minute. Linda rose from her chair. Linda rose from her chair. Oh! Right into the McMahon family jewels. Linda rose from the chair. And now McFarland. After being hit with the steel chair. Opening up on Mr. McMahon. But how can the how can the referee beat the crap out of one of the opponents? This is unfair. Go tell Foley it's unfair. Hey Foley, it's unfair. 
the hardcore legend and former champion, the best wrestler ever, writing another chapter in the book. Linda was not heavily sedated here today. And scene. It's beautiful, John. <sighs> All right. <laughs> some, oh. some of the best simulated crowd noise I think I've seen since FIFA 1998. Okay, I I'm proud of that. Then I think that's something I could. Would you, Paul? Like, can I dedicate? Can I dedicate you specifically mm. to writing that on my headstone when I die? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Thank you very much. In, sh- in bold sharpie. In bold. Oh God. Yep. <laughs> Okay, so the the listener might not fully understand uh, what was happening during this scene. I thought I think was, that would be. I fair. thought it was rather explicit, but okay. Okay, well, just to, <laughs> I, I I guess I could talk through what's happening just so we have a sort of cohesive uh, narrative a little bit. The the older gentleman who we are both pretty sure is Vince McMahon is about to hit Shane. We're pretty sure it's Shane anyway because he's the other titular I'm, character. I'm pretty sure with, Shane. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Shane is just like a hockey fan that randomly wandered onto the wrestling link. It's it's possible. I wonder if Shane is Vince's son, but I don't actually know enough to be sure. I mean, I it, some sort of it, it would certainly hint to like the reason why Vince was uh, injured in a very particular way in a few moments from now. It's true. That's definitely true. Uh, so. Vince is standing over Shane with his trash can, only to have Linda stand up very dramatically behind him, and Shane points to Linda, and at this point, the crowd just goes wild. Wait, wait, wait. He doesn't just point to her. He points to her in, like, the most, like, (laughs) the weakest, like, the kid, like, is, like, passing out. He's, like, passing out while pointing over. Like, it's, like, this overhanded... It's this yeah. overhanded sort of gesture towards another area of the stage or the the ring, the wrestling ring, I'm assuming is what it's called. I think we call it a ring. Okay, yeah. the ring, even though it's square. I'm just putting that out there. That's fair. You can't call it a wrestling square. That sounds weird. That does. That sounds rather, that sounds like we don't know what we're talking about, Paul. How dare you, John? We are experts in everything we discuss here, including the Catholic Church and hologram technology. <laughs> exactly. All of these things. So, uh, yeah, after Shane gestures sort of wildly, uh, Vince turns around, and what does Linda do to him, John? Uh, Linda, I believe, uh, kicks him in the bazongas. My notes actually say nail him in the man meat, but I think it stands either way. Nail yes, him she, in the man meat. I, don't, she, I didn't get these notes, Paul. I feel like, I feel like you're holding I didn't include them all this week, John. Okay. It's, a, it's a roller coaster for you and the listener. Okay, okay, okay. Man meat is uh, an un- <laughs> very uncomfortable phrasing for that, but uh, certainly is. Yeah. yeah, I also feel like bazongas is another word for tatas, so I'm not really sure I'm particularly right there. But I think uh, mine is the, more accurate, if more vulgar. Let's say yeah. the lower sensitive region on a male. Yes, that's yes. fair, and everyone understands what that means. So uh, when Linda stands up, though, the crowd goes wild, just completely insane. And I guess that means she was not expected to stand up. She was meant to sit throughout this exchange. Yes, uh, I, I think so. They said something about, like, what was it? Linda rose from the chair. What was it? Uh, Linda was not heavily sedated here today. Do, not does, heavily sedated. No, does the crowd expect this poor woman 
to be sedated the entire like bout. I think so, and I think that's that's fucked up, that, all. Like I feel well, like... it's it's definitely fucked up, but maybe that falls into the how do we get here? Okay, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But but you're right. Everyone seems on board with the fact that she has been sedated. Okay, now is she sedated for her own health or for the health of all of the uh, gonads of the crowd? Like, you know, I have a fairly complex theory about why she sedated that we can get into in a little bit. Okay. But I think she was not a willing participant in the sedation. No, probably not the sedation. I feel like she probably instigated the the gonad kicking though. In that she kicked him in the gonads. Yeah, in that in yeah, in that in that mm. exact thing, yes. Oh true, she was definitely a willing participant in the nad kicking. Okay. You know? I just wanted to just wanted to define where the uh, you know, the the participation <laughs> the approval <laughs> came from mm-hmm. sure no it wasn't approved activity i think we can we can get that far uh so what happens immediately after the nad kickery john okay zach galanfanakis comes into the ring <laughs> who who is is either named mcfarland or foley i can't be exactly I'm sure pretty sure it's galanfanakis is how it's pronounced Okay, yeah, I'm probably just mispronouncing. Yeah, no. Uh, so bearded white dude comes in, mm. who strangely enough looks like Zach Galifianakis, as all and of us bearded white dudes do. It well, it's sort of true, and he's sort of dressed like a referee. <laughs> if a referee had stripes that go- went not only vertically but also in only like half of the clothes he wore, like it, yeah, like <laughs> he felt like he was somebody who like lazily dressed like a referee for halloween without mm-hmm. like checking what an actual referee picture looks like but maybe maybe like professional sports have a trademark on horizontal referee stripes are, are referee stripes horizontal or vertical i feel like in we fo- don't watch in enough football sports. they're vertical they're vertical okay yeah never mind ball i'm completely wrong uh i did participate- whereas in in football i'm not sure that they have stripes uh, they're checkers. Are they checkered? No, okay. I'm, I'm completely lying. I have no idea. Uh, I mean, you're European. That could have been true. I did have a football draft today. So, um, I'm basically well, an Although expert. that, that was football, not football. Yeah. Football, not, not football. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Gotta be clear for all of our European listeners. Yeah. Those all people. of our European listeners. Um, <laughs> What does Zach Galifianakis do, though? So, Zach Galifianakis picks up the most immaculate, the most immaculate trash can I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm. I would like to say, like, I would eat, like, a like a vial of, like, bubonic plague off this thing, expecting to be completely clean. Like that well, is it's, it's it's so clean that it makes me wonder a little bit if these might be prop trash cans. They no. I want to think that these are the plutonic ideals of trash cans mm-hmm. that the wrestling organization is the only people that that are really putting the money into like the trash this can kind of, industry. It's trash can technology, big trash. Exactly. Like I I feel like we should all aspire to someday own a trash can that is so shiny. That it literally blinds the camera at times. It actually did. That's a good point. I didn't think to mention that. So what what does he do with the trash can, though? I, th- I 
throws it at at Vince McMahon. I think he does, and then I think he punches him in the face about thirteen times. <laughs> oh, yes, and then also runs across the. I was about to say stage, but I meant ring. Uh, well, because he, it's real, so it's a ring. Yes, he runs across the ring, and then he crotch thrusts, knee thrusts into him. I think it was pretty directly a crotch yeah, thrust. But there was definitely, like, knee, I feel like is, like, I think the crotch brings the humiliation, but the, ning, the knee actually brings, like, the pain. The pain. Right. Yeah. I think he was bringing the pain and the humiliation with that move. That's true. Exactly. Uh, it was a joint. It was. It's like it slid from the knee into the crotch. I think that's what it was. Yeah. I, I really liked the exchange that the announcers were having during this, though. <laughs> announcer two just amazed at how unfair, or announcer one amazed at how unfair it is for a referee to really yes. participate in this way. Even though I think the referee was knocked out earlier in the match, I'm assuming because he was passed out on the ground so i assume it's a retribution type deal the refer wait the referee was yeah i think he was knocked out earlier um so like from the text because it says what what did we have here after being hit with a chair or something steel chair opening up yeah. on mr mcmahon but so I, I think he was hit with a chair probably by mcmahon and then knocked out earlier in the the match, right? Why is there so much family violence in wrestling? Like we had brothers in the last one with the True. the Hardys brothers. Mm-hmm. Hardy versus Hardy. Yeah, Hardys versus Hardys. Um, <laughs> and now we're with the the McMahon family. The McMahon, yeah. The McMahon family, which I'm fairly certain basically own wrestling. Like I'm. I'm fairly certain there's a large, like, exploitative industry that they run. And, oh, yeah. And somehow they're, like, brutally beating one another. This feels... It's interesting that they both participate and run the industry, though. It's kind of fascinating. But not just that, but, like, let's say I want to get into wrestling. Where do I go for wrestling that doesn't involve family violence? I think there's a warehouse down by the river. Where, oh, okay. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, that's the the river. The river. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just the river. Just the river. Any river, really. Find a warehouse. So, <laughs> and there's probably going to be late night wrestling in it. Yeah. Underground, of course. And it'll be super racist, I'm sure. Well, that that's probably that's, true. Is that a so, given? I think it's a given. I, I think we we learn a couple of things from the announcers during this uh, groin smashing. Okay. Enterprise. Uh, first, that Foley is some sort of important character. He's some sort of wrestling hero, maybe, from the days of yore. I'm not exactly sure. Or the the adjudicator of the match. It's interesting that he's both a referee and a former wrestler. You wouldn't think there'd be a natural career arc. I mean... No? Like, like is that not a natural... Like, I feel like... You, like I don't know enough to be sure. You learn the sport, you become an expert, then you can like tell people off about it. <laughs> Isn't that what what refs do? That's my understanding, but I was more of a tennis player, so I'm not sure it's the exact <laughs> same dynamic. But the the other thing that we learn is that Linda was sedated, as we mentioned earlier. Yes. Uh, raises a lot of questions. It does. Why was Linda sedated? Who sedated her? And why does she have a higher-than-anticipated tolerance to sedation? 
apparently. I'm assuming she just was not sufficiently sedated. Um, so, okay, what kind of sedation are we assuming? Are we assuming, like, like a mama's little helper sort of thing? Or are we thinking, like, uh, like a literal, like, she was drugged, like, roofied? Or are we thinking... I think she was drugged. No, there is oh. a there is a third thing. Okay, what's the third option? That she she was originally in a rage that she was going around and just like kicking people in the gonads. And when oh, they tranked her? And they tranked her. I mean that that oh. feels like the only like That actually has a lot to do with my theory here. So That feels like the only understandable reason why she would be tranked or or, or sedated. Like Hmm. being roofy just, just seems like seems unlikely no not unlikely i mean unfortunately a little too likely it just seems rather <laughs> dark like extremely dark. fucking dark like yeah being tranked sounds more humorous uh because oh, i'm not sure this is a humorous exchange no, it looks like some dramatic stuff no this this seems like something that like that poor hockey fan who was at the beginning beaten on the ground like mm-hmm. what? Whatever his deal, he's going to be in therapy for a while. It's probably true. Although, if I'm correct, and he's a member of the McMahon family, then he's definitely going to be in therapy for a while. Yeah. Either way, I think just by having these people as relatives, uh, will will in fact endanger his like psychological well being for the foreseeable future. I think so. I don't see how it couldn't. No. All right. Hair like that on your dad, I don't know. So, 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 hmm. how did we get here, and what happens next? That's what I want to know. Well, I have a theory. Okay, let's hear your theory. My theory is that uh, the older guy is Vince McMahon, and the younger guy is Shane McMahon. We don't know that to be confirmed, but that's my theory. Okay. Uh, and I think they were going to have a showdown to determine the future of the McMahon brand. Okay. Right? We're, potentially we're back in at the this property weird, line like, family owned brand territory I, I think we are i think they were gonna have a showdown at the property line uh <laughs> we never really figured out what that was from episode two so we're sticking with it that's yeah it's, it's just a wrestling thing property line uh, is just wrestling jingo not jingo lingo lingo l, l is the correct <laughs> consonant for that one that's just that's the, the did you combine jargon and lingo is that I, what that was I, paul i i have no answer for you for this one that's fair that's fair all right so they're planning to have a showdown at the property line uh, but then linda shows up uh, i'm assuming maybe she's trying to help shane maybe she's just trying to prevent the showdown uh, and then vince has to sedate her to keep her out of the argument. Okay. Because then there's two people against him, right? Yeah. So what he does is he sedates her with a blow dart soaked in Iocane powder. Iocane? Little does Vince know that she spent the last several years building up an immunity to Iocane powder with this exact situation in mind, also motivated by her fear of Sicilians, right? Yes. Okay. But she saw this coming well enough to have her former wrestler, henchman, Foley, also known as that Galifianakis, placed there as the referee. That way, even if she was sufficiently drugged or sedated, Foley could still step in and stop Vince from seizing the ultimate power over the McMahon brand. I think she did not specifically ask Foley to shove his besweat-panted groin in Vince's face, but that she's okay with it. 
Fuck, Paul. That's my theory. That's... Do you write for, like, the WrestleMania Incorporated organization? Like, no, that's... I don't, I would, but I... I would, I would freaking watch that. Well, it's also mostly the plot of Princess uh, Princess Bride. No, uh, the Princess not Bride. Most, I mean, it's, there's like a section. I mean, the, like, good artists borrow, great artists steal. Paul, like, that's what I t- that's why I tell my students all the time. <laughs> um. Well, but that's that's not the end of the story here, John. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. Never mind. I did what not mean to next? interrupt. Oh yeah, the story continues. Foley actually seizes power though. As the last man standing, he becomes Foley McMahon, and he commits some horrible atrocities within the WrestleMania kingdom. <laughs> right. I, I don't know exactly what horrible atrocities are to WrestleMania. I assume it's like not refilling the nacho cheese in the vending machines. Okay. But that can be open to debate. So, but then, I wanted to kind it's of... not over. Okay, okay, okay. Keep going, keep going. Then the McMahon family, all three of them, Linda, Shane, and Vince, have to work together to dethrone Vince... Not Vince, a Foley McMahon, in the name of WrestleMania fans everywhere. So the world that you're proposing, Paul, mm-hmm. is McMahon in fact a title instead of instead of an actual surname? Well, I think it becomes a title as part of the Vince McMahon dynasty. Okay, so in order in order to become a McMahon, you simply have to like crush a mcmahon between your thighs well you have to defeat all of the other mcmen okay so and then you are the mcmahon the mcmahon yeah i feel like we're talking about like a new burger or something but uh <laughs> i don't think i'd eat the mcmahon no i yeah. i would i would prefer not to eat a mcmahon um this is beautiful paul i feel like i feel like this should be written like if this is not what this is then I I don't know why it exists. Like like if this is not the beautiful like story, almost Shakespearean drama that we're we're experiencing here, then yeah, then it just shouldn't be. Well, if one of the listeners wants to turn it into a short story and tweet it at us at Minute Pod, I'm I'm open to that. <laughs> tweet one of six hundred and fifty four. We'll make it a very short story. A very short story. A hundred and yeah. How many? 140 characters? I thought it was 144. That, sure. The point is, our Twitter's great. We know how to use it. Yeah. And we, you should follow us. We know it. We also have Facebook. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so yeah. So the summary is, I, I, want, I want you to summarize it. I don't think I can summarize this ball. I feel like this is too epic of a story for me to just like off the cuff summarize. So what is this about? Like, what is the entire drama of this about like give the entire give me show the, give me the big picture not wrestlemania i feel like i feel like if you know what american wrestling is then you probably have a generally good idea of what wrestlemania is i mean this wrestlemania whatever the hell wrestlemania this is mm-hmm. wrestlemania 1984 well, whatever it is john as you know each wrestlemania is really a collection of short stories and this wrestlemania uh, <laughs> the theme is family Family coming together to defeat a common enemy despite their differences and the difficulties they have. Because it may not be perfect, but sometimes family is all you've got. Okay. I'm I'm willing to accept that. Yeah. 
as, as a summation, that was strangely touching. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, do you, do you have a theory on the episode, John? Uh, at this point, I have no idea what to think about this episode. I feel like I feel like you've blown my mind, Paul. I'm I'm like that last picture in that in that that meme that visual meme that everyone knows that I'm able to reference over audio so easily. Oh, that meme. Yes, that meme. Yeah, I, I love that meme. Yeah. Well, John, m- maybe you can tell us whether or not you recommend WrestleMania more broadly, but in particular this WrestleMania. Okay, so this is difficult because I feel like I w- I want to keep watching because I want to know what the hell this is about and whether or not you're right because. If you're right, Paul, I feel like I should be a wrestling fan. Like, like <laughs> if you're right, I'm 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 just into it. Like, yeah, this is the sort of like, like soap opera e drama that I want from my WrestleMania. Um, yeah. So if it's true, then I recommend it. But like, given all the information I have right now, I can't necessarily recommend somebody watches this because it's really just like rather expected fair like there's a mm-hmm. i mean it's really creepy that she's sedated during this this bout right like that's messed up um and then the fact that like she just wakes up and kicks somebody in the gonads and then zach galifianakis is there and i don't know it just it just it, it i don't really understand it so i can't really recommend it on that but i'm going to investigate this further personally how about you, Paul? Yeah, no, I I think that's fair. Um, I recommend this particular minute to anyone at home. Yeah. So if you want to I can do that check too. out, yeah, if you want to check out the notes, we probably have a link in there where you can find this uh, clip. Jump to minute seventeen, watch it unfold, and maybe watch the next couple minutes. Tell us if uh, if I'm right about <laughs> where this plot arc's going. God, I hope you're right. I hope I am too. I recommend this episode to anyone who is 12 years old, definitely. Certainly. Anyone who's quite drunk. Yes. But be, beyond that, I'm not sure. I think it's a case-by-case basis. You should know if you're the sort of person who wants to watch WrestleMania. Absolutely. All right. Well, was there anything else really pressing from the uh, minute, John? It really it gave us a lot of visuals, a lot of crowd reaction, and I think it was a great one. I mean, I think I think one of the weird things that I saw in the background is like there's obviously like the Texas flag with a skull. There's somebody with a wrestling belt out in the crowd, which seems kind of messed up. Like, why aren't they like in there wrestling? And then not only True. that, but there seems to be a, a sign that just says Michelle. <laughs> um, I, like like there's a lot of questions there. Uh, I can't really say that there's a lot to expand upon. But uh, I am intrigued. Uh, I assume this is taking place in Texas because of the skull Texas flag thing. It's probably, it seems offensive the, if not in Texas. The skull is in fact replacing the star, in case anybody was wondering. It's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. All right. Well. I guess that maybe that's it, John, unless you have anything else. No, no, I think that's it. Uh, a special thanks to Corbin, a.k.a. Lion Yeti, for submitting this minute. What a minute it was. It was. If you want it was a good to, one. <laughs> yeah, if you want to support the podcast, you can review us on iTunes or wherever you download 
the podcast, you can reach out to us at the minute podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at minute pod or search minute podcast on Facebook. You can probably find us that way. This episode, as always, was hosted by John Ward and Patrick Reberg. Nope. Fuck that up. Paul <laughs> Reberg and John Ward. Who the hell's Patrick Reberg? <laughs> we'll, fi- we'll fix your, that in post. Your, it's your fine. brother. Yep. My brother, Patrick. Uh, hosted by John Ward and Paul Reberg. Produced by John Ward with theme music by Paul Reberg. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week. See ya. <laughs> Holy crap, you made it to the end. We'll be back next week to do it all again. Until then, be well and be sure to take a minute. The Minute Podcast.